1: Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show.
2: Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Glad to have you with us. James Blinn still out sick, but he's going to join us for a bit from home later this hour. And in the first hour, we'll take a look at the serious headlines and the lighter side of the news. In the second hour of today's program, we'll share this week's Christian Outlook with Dr. Albert Moeller looking at the conflict between parental rights and the public schools. Rebecca Friedrichs about her documentary, Whose Children Are They? Certainly worth a look. And Don Crow turns to Victor Davis Hanson to talk about the politicization of the pandemic and the government's alarming effort to retain power over aspects of the lives of free people. That's coming up in the second hour in the Christian Outlook. But first, some of the day's headlines. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a measure today into law uh, that dissolves Walt Disney's special governing power in the state after the company announced public opposition to a new parental rights law in the state. Well, at the bill's signing ceremony, DeSantis said Disney lied about the content of the state's new parental rights and education law, and he viewed the company's vow to fight unacceptable. You're a corporation based in Burbank, California, and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the partners of my, or parents, rather, of my state. We view this as a provocation, and we're going to fight back against that, DeSantis said at the signing. Well, the Florida Senate voted 23 to 16 on Wednesday to remove the status And the Florida House followed suit in a 70 to 38 vote on Thursday. The special status, it was known as the Reedy Creek Improvement Act, was signed into law back in May of 1967 by then-Governor Claude Kirk. In response to lobbying efforts by Disney, the entertainment giant proposed building a recreation oriented development on twenty five thousand acres of property in a remote area of central Florida's Orange and Osceola counties, which consisted of thirty eight point five square miles of largely uninhabited pasture and swampland. While Orange and Osceola counties did not have the services or resources needed to bring the project to life. So the state legislature worked with Disney to establish the Reedy Creek Improvement District. It was a special taxing district that allowed the company to act with the same authority and responsibility as the county government. Sort of a Vatican in the middle of the state of Florida. Disney released a statement shortly after DeSantis signed the parental rights bill and vowed to help fight uh, the, the law in court. DeSantis has pushed back against the company multiple times, pledged to oppose the wokeness he says the company is promoting. Look, there's policy disputes, and that's fine, he said earlier this month. But when you're trying to impose a woke ideology on our state, we view that as a significant threat. And he went on from there. The bottom line, the governor of Florida signed a bill stripping Disney of its self-governing status. That means they will be held accountable to the same laws as every other business in the state. In other very distressing news, a Texas National Guard soldier drowned while attempting to rescue migrants from the Rio Grande near the U.S.-Mexico border in Eagle Pass. Earlier today, the Texas Department of Public Safety reportedly confirmed the drowning and said a body has been recovered According to uh, news sources, a spokesperson for Texas DPS referred to the Texas Military Department when asked for comment. Texas Military Department couldn't immediately uh, respond either. There have been several recent reports of migrants struggling to cross the Rio Grande due to the strong currents and high winds. Two North Dakota Army National Guardsmen were recognized last month after they rescued a group of migrants attempting to swim across the Rio Grande. The report comes as Border patrol agents have been overwhelmed with an influx of migration at the border, which is only expected to worsen when Title 42 public health uh, is lifted next month. The policy has allowed border agents to immediately expel uh, border crossers, but is slated for termination on the 23rd of May. A group of more than 70 sheriffs recently urged Congress to take action to extend Title 42, which is first handed down under the Trump administration at the start of the pandemic. A letter from the sheriffs to the Senate Majority Leader and the Senate Minority Leaders noted that Border Patrol agents have already encountered more than a million migrants in just the first half of the fiscal year. With Title 42 set to end next month, the administration has warned some 18,000 migrants can turn up at the border every day, 18,000 Well, speaking on the high costs of farming, one farmer says rising costs of fertilizer, fuel and equipment could cause long lasting problems for the agricultural industry and your pocketbook. Philadelphia's carjacking surge resulted from a mixture of more lenient enforcement policies and an end to programs that keep kids off the streets. And in a case of friendly fire, Representative Henry Sulier Uh, says Biden is hurting Democrats ahead of the midterms and helping cartels by moving forward with his rollback of Title 42. The New York, uh, a uh, rather New York appeals court, ruled late Thursday that Democrats illegally drew up new congressional maps to unfairly benefit their own party. And Laura Ingram points out that Barack Obama labeled those with dissenting views as spreading dangerous disinformation. And this tactic is common for dictators. In an all-out border fight, 21 GOP-led states are suing the administration to stop Title 42 and are now seeking a restraining order to prevent the orders lifting. Non-conforming celebrities and politicians like to lecture Americans about changing their behavior to fight climate change, but fail to practice what they preach. Today is Earth Day. Pulling the plug, Warner Brothers Discovery has pulled the plug on CNN Plus after the network's recently launched streaming service failed to resonate with viewers. And using dehumanization tactics, Nicole Wallace compared GOP governors so-called dehumanization tactics to Russian soldiers who rape children. This was the latest in a history of unhinged remarks. The self-proclaimed Fauci groupie, she identified herself as such, has called for violence against conservatives and made over the top comparisons. Greg Gutfeld warns that masks might become part of the American left's identity forever. And Jason Johnson says President Biden should apologize immediately and without reservation to border agents, their families and the entire law enforcement community. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're taking a Review of some of the day's headlines later in the program. We'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. So I hope you'll stick around.
1: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: We're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Just following a story, apparently D.C. police and ATF responded to an active threat after shots were fired. Three shots searching for a subject at the Capitol. Three people were shot Friday in D.C., prompting a heavy police response. Authorities continue to search the area for the suspect. There was also an instance on the steps of the Supreme Court, a man attempting self-immolation. He has apparently been taken into custody uh, by authorities. Well, the U.S. will send an additional 1.3 billion dollars in aid to Ukraine. Uh, the New York Post reports that President Biden said Thursday the U.S. is sending another 800 million in military aid to Ukraine, vowing the uh, wa- that Washington rather would speak softly and carry a large javelin. The Pentagon, con- Pentagon rather confirmed that the package would include 72 155 millimeter ho- howitzers, 72 vehicles to tow the howitzers, and 144,000 artillery rounds. More than 121 tactical drones will also be sent to Ukraine, along with field equipment and spare parts. To modernize Teddy Roosevelt's famous advice, sometimes we will speak softly and carry a large javelin because we're sending a lot of these uh, of those as well. Well, the Florida legislature voted to strip Disney of special privileges. The governor has now signed into law that very idea. And China continues to pursue COVID zero and isolation policies leading to the stagnation of cargo supply chains. From the story in the town hall, the Chinese Communist Party is continuing with zero Wuhan coronavirus policies by locking thousands of people into isolation centers. And the BBC reports a European business group says Western companies in Shanghai are facing a logistical nightmare as they start to reopen after a citywide lockdown. The European Union Chamber of Commerce says that it expects the problem to last for several more weeks, although some firms have restarted operations in Shanghai by having their employees remain on site. Many companies still face the challenges of labor shortages and logistical difficulties. That's according to the vice president of the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China and head of its Shanghai chapter. We estimate that less than 30 percent of their workforce are eligible to go to work due to the ongoing lockdowns. So there's a huge gap between policy and the reality of implementation, she added in her statement. The Wall Street Journal goes on to say trucking has been the worst hit as strict uh, local pandemic policies and arbitrary implementation of rules choke off transport of goods. At Shanghai's port, normally the busiest container port in the world, empty containers are stacked on docks waiting for trucks to deliver cargo. The logistics snarls in and around Shanghai further add pressure to an already battered global supply chain and to rising prices for goods here in the U.S. The Los Angeles Times endorsed Republican Lonnie Chen for California Comptroller. Uh, Chen, by the way, has served as an, uh, on the editorial board uh, here for Salem Media. Uh, the traditionally progressive LA Times editorial board backed the Republicans, saying their, uh, their, the state needs an independent watchdog who can check Democrats in power. President Biden foregoes uh, development of tactical nuclear missile technology as Vladimir Putin unveiled Russia's latest version of the same. The Wall Street Journal reports that uh, Putin has made veiled threats about using nuclear weapons in Ukraine, and the administration here says it is worried. This makes, uh, makes it all the more puzzling that the president is canceling a new weapon that would be a nuclear deterrent. Vladimir Putin halted the Mariupol offensive, leaving many wondering if it is a blockade to starve Ukrainians. CNBC reports that Russian President Putin ordered his military to ditch its plan to storm the Azovstal steel plant in the besieged city of Mariupol, where several thousand Ukrainian troops as well as civilians are encamped opting instead to continue to seal off the facility via blockade. Russia's desire to show significant successes in the war ahead of its victory day on May the 9th could affect how quickly and forcefully it attempts to conduct military operations in Ukraine. Meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris, Chief of Staff, is seeking an exit. This is the highest ranking member to flee the vice president. Russia to Israel. Do not send aid to Ukraine or else. The Times of Israel reports that Russia's envoy to Israel warned Thursday that Moscow will respond to Jerusalem supplies Kiev uh, with defensive gear amid its country's invasion of Ukraine. Speaking with Russian state television, Ambassador Viktorov uh, noted Defense Ministry Benny Gantz's announcement a day earlier that Israel will provide Ukraine with helmets and flak jackets. It was not clear from Viktor's remarks what such a response might entail. And today is Earth Day. This is the 52nd annual Earth Day, which, of course, is little more than a day for environmental activists, celebrities and politicians to jet around the globe, warning of the imminent disaster of climate change. None of these celebrities practice what they preach, but there is some genuine good news for the environment. The end of the president's mask mandate means decreasing the number of trashed masks ending up in the ocean. Meanwhile, to counter soaring gas prices and to save the planet, the administration is still pushing electric vehicles, which few Americans can afford, as the needed long-term change away from fossil fuels. There's just one problem. EVs aren't even remotely environmentally friendly. They're going to have to strip mine the entire planet to get those materials, Charles Payne marvels. Drilling a hole for oil ain't nothing compared to the strip mining we have to do for this entire planet. 500,000 pounds of ore have to be moved To make one battery. Meanwhile, driving around in that gas guzzling guzzler rather is contributing to increasing CO2 in the atmosphere, which literally is greening the planet. GOP governors are banding together to tackle Biden's border malfeasance. One of the two dozen Republican governors have recently inked an agreement to form what they are calling the American governor's border strike force. The effort led by Arizona Governor Doug Ducey and Texas Governor Greg Abbott aims to create a multiple-state tracking system in which states share intelligence on criminal activity directly related to the flow of drugs over the border. As Governor Ducey explains, the American governor's border strike force will serve as a force multiplier in the fight against criminal activity directly tied to our border. In short, these governors have come together to be better prepared for the onslaught of uh, drug-related activity that is all... Thanks to the refusal to secure the southern border, firearm related deaths among young people increased in 2020 in the year 2020. The number of firearm related deaths surpassed vehicle related deaths in people under the age of 19 for the first time since the data has been collected, which is roughly a 40 year period. Of course, the anti-Second Amendment crowd immediately claim the cause for this increase has everything to do with people being allowed to own firearms. However, what they fail to note is the fact that firearms are merely tools that require action by the individual. Elon Musk announces he's secured enough funding to purchase Twitter. Joe Biden issued an Earth Day order to safeguard old growth forests. Coca-Cola hosted an Earth Day event with a Democrat who says Jews control the weather. And the White House issued clarification after President Biden confused two major issues. The Secret Service claims it has no records of who visits Biden in Delaware. Not sure how unusual that is. Kamala Harris Chief of Staff Tina Flourney is uh, the most senior staffer to quit during the 12-person exodus. And former President Barack Obama keynotes the disinformation conference alongside allies linked to fake news scandals. And the nation's largest state library association plans to host drag queens at their annual conference. More than 300,000 votes were unverified in Georgia's Fulton County in 2020, according to a new complaint. And Tennessee passed a bill making drunk drivers pay child support if they kill a parent of a minor. Well, on this day in history, 1864, Congress authorizes the use of the phrase in God we trust on U.S. coins. I wish it could be engraved on U.S. hearts, but that's a step too far. 1898, Congress authorizes the creation of the first U.S. voluntary uh, cavalry, almost, uh, are also known as the Rough Riders. 1915, the first full-scale use of deadly chemical, chemicals in warfare takes place as German forces unleash chlorine gas against Allied troops at the start of the Second Battle of Ypres in Belgium. During World War I, thousands of soldiers are believed to have died. 1952, an atomic test in Nevada becomes the first nuclear explosion shown on live network television as a 31 kiloton bomb is dropped from a B-50 super fortress. 1954, the publicly uh, pub, pu- publicity t- televised session, publicly televised session there, third time's the charm of the Senate, Uh, Army McCarthy hearings began 1970 millions of Americans concerned about the environment observed the first Earth Day 1993. The U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum is dedicated in Washington, D.C. to honor victims of Nazi extermination. 1994 Richard Nixon, the 37th president of the United States, dies in New York and a hospital four days after suffering a stroke. 2000, in a pre-dawn raid, armed immigrant, immigration agent sees Elian Gonzalez, a Cuban boy, at the center of a custody dispute from his relative's home in Miami. He's reunited with his father at Andrews Air Force Base near Washington. 2004, Army Ranger Pat Tillman, who traded a multi-million dollar NFL contract to serve in Afghanistan, is killed by friendly fire at age 27. 2005, Zacharias Moussaoui pleaded guilty in a federal courtroom outside Washington, D.C. to conspiring with the September 11th hijackers to kill Americans. Moussaoui is serving a life prison sentence. 2000, Hillary Clinton wins the Pennsylvania Democratic primary, defeating Barack Obama and keeping her presidential hopes alive. At least for the moment. And finally, on this day in history, 2014, in a blow to affirmative action, the U.S. Supreme Court upholds six to two, a voter approved change to the Michigan Constitution, forbidding the state's public colleges to take race into account in admissions. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show.
1: You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. I believe I'm joined by James Blind. Would that be correct? would that be correct? I think so. Do you hear me, all right? I hear you. I hear you. But I, hear myself, I hear myself echoed. Is there a reason for that, uh, Sam? Okay, he's working okay. on it. He's working on it. <laughs> can, can listeners can hear can that? Can listeners hear that? You hear that? My echo, James. My echoed, James.
3: Not really. No, I don't.
2: Okay, well I'm, okay well, I'm going to try to soldier on, but I'm literally talking I'm literally over talking. myself. Uh, a couple of things um, going on here. In fact, you happen to be home sick today, and, um, and um, sadly, you're not here in the studio. How are you feeling? How are you
3: feeling? Feeling a little bit better. The yeah, uh, you know, That stomach bug that's going around uh, found me somehow, and uh, it uh, gave me an unplanned un- uh, couple of days off.
2: Well, I'm glad that well, you I'm could join us today and hope, you feel, today. hope you feel better soon. Well, I wanted to share with you, I James, James with you and the James listeners, and a new product line that's available you may not have been aware of. Uh, the popular Mexican-American fast food franchise, Taco Bell. Well, they're calling all taco lovers. They're adding a new luggage line that features a Taco Bell sauce-themed collection, including a fire carry-on suitcase, a hot duffel bag, a Diablo cross-body bag, and a mild five-piece packing cube. Are you in?
3: Well, you know, as long as you can, uh, depends on how many tacos you can fit into it, actually.
2: <laughs> well, they're uh, partnering, <laughs> well, with, they're uh, partnering CalPAC, with the CalPAC, a Cal-PAC. South Carolina based luggage brand, uh, to deliver travel essentials fit for all styles and vacations, according to their news release. The spicy collection drops the 26th of this month, so be prepared. Uh, for all but, uh, for those who want to get their hands on select items in the collection earlier than anyone else, they can actually sign up. For 24-hour early access to their website. And for the die-hard Taco Bell fans, all Taco Bell Fire Tier Rewards members will get a chance to score even earlier access to a selection of the items um, on the 23rd. So this is apparently a big deal. I'm not sure I want to be seen making my way through the airport with Taco Bell themed luggage.
3: Well, you know, it's funny. that A lot of these products that we've talked about in the past, they've always been kind of known for, you know, whether it's the 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 KFC uh, fire log or the uh, Whopper perfume or whatever they're all supposed to have the odor of their respective restaurants. I want to know if these things are going to smell like tacos.
2: Well, that's a very good, oh, that's um, a very good, uh, very good question. I don't know. Well, when I uh, found out about that, I thought I'm going to look up some of these other items that retail um, restaurants might be making available. M&M's, for example, not a restaurant, but a product. Two iconic brands have combined in a perfectly sweet partnership with a new Adidas Originals Forum LO84 M&M sneakers. The shoe is available on the 19th, so it's available now, combines the beloved M&M's packaging with a classic Adidas silhouette and shape. And I'm telling you, these shoes look like M&M's. It has some of the iconic M&M characters on it, and... Um, you know, it's something I guess Adidas and M and M's believes that people are going to want to buy.
3: I, I I don't. That's what I know right now is I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm those probably. Are some yeah, probably bright colors.
2: I'm not going to be yeah, buying that. And then Hershey's school style uh, just got a little sweeter with this uh, Hershey's and Sprayground collaboration. I have no idea what Sprayground is, but the streetwear brand partnered with the candy giant for a new chocolate bar backpack. With a bite taken out of it, it actually resembles chocolate to carry all of your snacking needs. It's available also this month. It was available starting uh, the 13th. These limited edition work, um, I guess they're not work boots, but this uh, backpack uh, is something that kids will carry to, I guess, demonstrate their... Wow.
0: I I,
3: I don't even know what to say to that. how do you explain to it people? Hey, somebody success. bit my backpack.
2: There's also uh, Reese's in a new candy-coated collegiate campaign. Reese's has launched Reese's University. It's a fictional school with a real online store full of apparel. So, do you want to wear Reese's collegiate gear?
3: Not particularly. No, I, I don't usually wear collegiate gear to begin with. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, at the same time, it's you know, if you're wearing it, do you need to phone home?
2: Maybe so. If that doesn't suit you, maybe the Frito-Lay line would. It's a holiday shop. If you love cozying up on the couch with a blanket, the popular snack brand has a perfect thing for you, a Doritos-themed wearable blanket. You can find it at the Frito-Lay holiday shop. It has all the chip-themed merch uh, one could dream of from Lay's beanies, Cheetos, scarves, and more. Huh. these um, These are available right now.
3: And they will remain available because I'm not buying one.
2: <laughs> well, then there's Duncan From morning to night, Duncan has fans covered, literally, with slippers for the morning cup of joe. And um, they call it uh, bow ties from uh, for formal donut snacking and other, again, merch that's available. The coffee-inspired clothing and accessories uh, are available for a limited time. So it's uh, something else you might consider. But then there's this, the Justin Bieber... Tim Horton's collaboration. Now, I didn't know anybody was still listening to or buying stuff related to Justin Bieber. Apparently so.
3: Well, I mean, I'm certainly more far more interested in the Tim Horton's aspect of it, but uh, it does appear that there is some limited popularity with Justin Bieber, I guess.
2: I guess there is. Or you could go to the Australian-themed restaurant, Outback State House chain—they're serving up some festive attire that you won't need to travel down under for. Uh, with sweaters and pajamas, fans have perfectly cozy outfits to enjoy a bloomin' onion. Huh? Not your cup of tea?
3: No, I, I, I mean don't get me wrong—I I love tea, but that's definitely not my cup. Okay, this,
2: might, okay, do this might do it for you. Oscar Mayer hot dogs have been served on street since 1988. And now the brand is serving up some streetwear clothes. In the new Street Meat Capsule Collection, Oscar Mayer-inspired sweatshirts, bags, socks, and more are designed to look like the official Wienermobile driver's uniform. The collection ranges from 3 to $65 and can be found at pop-up hot dog carts across the country. Huh? Did that do it for you?
3: Do love the Wienermobile? I, you know, I've certain, I've coordinated a couple of visits to, by the Wienermobile to the station over the years. But uh, if it's closed, I, I think it, related to hot dogs, I probably would be more likely to wear Nathan's than Oscar Mayer. Sorry, guys.
2: Well, what about Popeyes? It's official. Popeyes is selling their real uniforms online after fans on Twitter pointed out that Beyonce's Ivy Park collection looks a lot like the stylish employee getup. So if you want to look like Beyonce, you buy a Popeye's employee uniform. Most of the items are already sold out, so um, hopefully they'll be restocking soon. You can check out the full line at their uh, website. Yeah, I I don't know about that.
3: Not a day goes by that I think to myself, what could I do to look more like Beyonce?
2: (laughs) Never crossed my mind. Yeah, Uh, let's see. Um, McDonald's, the fast food chain, just launched a permanent online shop for their merch. And we're officially loving it. The debut line features more than 20 McDonald's inspired clothing items and accessories that you um, never knew you needed or even wanted, including world famous fry socks, a sesame seed umbrella, pop socks, I guess that's soda pop, a Big Mac sandwich journal, hair ties, and even a winter beanie. Okay, you can uh, check that out at Golden Arches <clears throat> Limited. Then there's Red Lobster, the seafood chain. They released a line of limited edition holiday gear that will warm your heart. The items include a biscuit fanny pack and a $40 sweater with a built-in insulation pocket for keeping your food nice and toasty in your pocket. You can find the apparel at their uh, shop as well. Really, do you want to keep your Red Lobster food warm in your pocket? I don't think so. Well,
3: especially because... My favorite meal at Red Lobster is uh, uh, crab alfredo. But that doesn't
2: work well in a pocket. <laughs> that uh, would not be the be- the best fit. Let's see. The Shake Shack, the first, the fast casual burger joint, partnered with Pentrill to create Pride Collection. And we'll move on from that. Let's see. What else do we have here? Andy Ann's, uh, Arby's has something in their collection. You've got Pizza Hut, IHOP, KFC. Though the fried chicken chain has had some recent issues with running out of their essential menu items, their apparel is still finger licking good. KFC has sold everything from drumstick socks to pillowcases with Colonel Sanders' face on them. Ah, oh, cozy up and take a nap with Colonel Sanders. There you have it, merch of every description at your disposal.
3: Very impressive.
2: Yeah, not so much. Yeah, not so much. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll continue to take a look at some of the odd news that we've collected. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show.
1: You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show
2: podcast.
1: It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
2: Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. James Glenn has joined me. As we're taking a look at the lighter side of the news, coming up in the second hour, we'll share this week's Christian Outlook featuring Dr. Albert Moeller as he looks at the conflict between parental rights and the public schools. Bob Lapine will talk with Rebecca Friedrichs about her documentary, Whose Children Are They?, and Don Crow turns to Victor Davis Hanson to talk about the politicization of the pandemic and the government's alarming efforts to retain power and control over a free people. That's coming up in the second hour of today's program. Well, James, uh, we all um, recently celebrated Resurrection Sunday, and it was a somber week and weekend, and then Resurrection Sunday as the big celebration. But in Athens, Greek Greece, rather, with the Orthodox Church, apparently things are a little bit different inside Greece's uh, Orthodox churches. Candles are a symbol of faith and simplicity. They're slender. They're traditionally made of beeswax and placed in large candle holders filled with sand. Nothing unusual about that. But outside. Uh, buyers are looking for a wow factor to go with Easter gifts. They're sold with dolls, watches, and karaoke microphones, or fashions using uh, dyes and molds in eye-catching designs that include beer bottles, smartphones, and action heroes. High-selling designs this Easter included pandemic-themed candles that resemble COVID-19 test kits, vaccination syringes and even red-colored representations of the ball-and-spike-shaped virus itself. This year. Oh, the- my. <laughs> yeah, this year, the COVID test candle is definitely our best seller, says one of the merchants who runs an online Easter candle store and a seasonal goods store in Athens. People like to make light of something that has affected us all so badly last year, the top seller uh, says. Uh, he was vaccinated um The bestseller, rather, was the vaccination syringe candle. Uh, His store carries more than 100 designs with candles that resemble ice cream cones, sticks of dynamite, um, wrenches and kebabs. Uh, He works with teams of graphic designers, artists and workshops to um, the more intricate candles uh, take up to eight hours to make and they're selling up to 20 euros a candle. Somehow, I don't quite see how you reconcile that with the use of candles in Orthodox uh, worship, but Orthodox Christians celebrate Easter this Sunday with a combination of church and family traditions that Americans might relate to as a fusion of Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's marked with family meals, candlelight, church gatherings, fireworks, and gifts to godchildren that have to include the Easter candle. And about three-quarters of Greeks have completed their initial vaccination requirement, and this year's Easter celebration will uh, go ahead with the fewest restrictions in place since the start of the pandemic. So I'm happy for them. That still includes mask and vaccination mandates at churches and many other shared indoor areas, but stores and markets selling Easter goods are open. We went through two Easter selling goods through our e-shop, but this year it's different. People like to come into the shop, hold the candles, and just talk to us. It's much better now, they say. So a rather interesting display of candles for the um, Greek Orthodox celebration of Easter.
3: I, I particularly enjoyed his use of the term make light of uh, in reference to a candle. Uh, while we were sitting here, I tried to, to you know, light a COVID test on fire. It didn't turn out as well as I'd hoped, I'll be
2: honest. Yeah, sorry but about you, that.
3: You know, you got to figure that some of those things are going to wind up as, as mysterious, weird, white elephant gifts in a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, somebody got the, got the tree, thought it would be funny. What is it? We hope they'll say. Uh, Yeah, because it's so unfamiliar. Then then it gets gets, uh, passed along for years and years and years as a gift no one wants.
2: I'm in the process of looking for a new dentist. The dental shop that I used to go to, they've closed down. So I'm kind of frustrated. You drive by dentists everywhere, but you don't really know what kind of a practice is it. Well, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a routine trip to the dentist was anything but normal for one patient after an Illinois man inhaled the dentist's drill bit and had to go to the hospital to get it removed last month No. Yeah. inhaled the drill bit. The 60 year old said that he was at the dentist getting his tooth filled when he was told he swallowed the tool. I didn't really even feel it going down. He says, all I felt was a cough. And when they did the CT scan, they realized you didn't swallow it. You inhaled it. Doctors believe that he inhaled just before he coughed, sending the one inch bit deep into his lung. Uh, The doctor at the medical center in Kenosha, Wisconsin, said the bit was so deep that normal scopes couldn't reach it. He said he was uh, told that it couldn't be taken out. Uh, Part of his lung would have to be removed. Well, the medical team decided to try a newer device to remove the object, one that's designed for uh, early detection of cancer. Video of the scan shows the medical team was able to navigate the narrow airways Reach the drill piece and pull it out without harming the patient. I think I'm just going to lose my teeth because (laughs) after that, I'm not sure I want to see a dentist of any kind. Wow.
3: You know, it's it's interesting. I have been to the dentist many times in my life, but I did not inhale.
2: (laughs) So if you ever run for office, you might want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I did not inhale to build it. Thank you very much.
2: There are all kinds of protests that are, have taken place historically and most recently. This one was a little bit different. Uh, there was a woman. She was protesting the mass killing of chickens. So she tried to glue herself to a basketball court on Tuesday during a play-in game between the uh, host Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers. So in order to save the chickens, she tried to glue herself to a basketball court floor. Huh. Uh, They tried to figure out what was going on as personnel surrounded the protester near the baseline sideline. Uh, According to the reporter, the protester left a white um, handprint on the floor and was resisting uh, security. Well, the animal rights group, Direct Action Everywhere, confirmed the motive in a new news release identifying the activist. Uh, She wore a T-shirt saying Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. Uh, to protest the mass killing of chickens amid an avion flu outbreak at Timberwolves owner Greg Taylor, or rather Glenn Taylor's Iowa egg farm. Well, the group alleged the suffocation method used to kill the birds was inhumane and against state law. So she thought by gluing herself to the floor of the Clippers Timberwolves game, she would make her point. She ended you up jail. I'll, I'll, I'll,
3: I'll be honest; those are better seats than I've ever had for a Blazers game. But, uh, you know, if there's anything that, that uh, you know, suggests we shouldn't be mass killing of chickens, it's the proof that there are definitely some chickens smarter than some humans.
2: <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, I would have to uh, have to say, well, long nails may be a fashion statement, but there are microorganisms lurking underneath that can cause potential infections, according to a recent USA Today report. Studies found 32 different bacteria and 28 different fungi underneath fingernails and whether they're artificial nails long natural nails gel nails acrylic nails or just nail polish they increase the probability that microorganisms lurk underneath them which in turn makes it more difficult to wash off with a simple hand washing they noted one study that found that a resistant bacteria known as something i'm not going to attempt to mispronounce uh, resistant staph uh, or MRSA Uh, in half of the fingernail samples, which could subsequently lead to an infection. You can transmit fingernail bacteria to your system by scratching, nail biting, nose picking, which of course none of us does, and finger sucking. Well, the bacteria and fungi, they, uh, they lodge themselves underneath the long nails. They can also lead to a nail infection, which could leave the fingernails disfigured. So James, I suggest that you get your acrylic nails removed immediately.
3: You know, I've always thought I was a real fun guy, but not that much so.
2: (laughs) Well, they look really good, so we'll see what we can do. Well, robots and... You know, Uh as long
3: as it's not my hair. Did you cut it? No, I did not. Not yet. I have not yet, because because there's a conspiracy against me doing so that you're a part of.
2: (laughs) Yes, I am. Me and your little daughter. So far, we've prevailed. Well, robots in Japan are found on factory floors carrying out simple tasks or delivering food to restaurant patrons. But researchers have now unveiled a robot capable of executing the delicate task of peeling a banana without squashing the fruit inside. Now, that's pretty impressive. I don't know what else it can do, but there you have it. uh Japanese researchers also developed a computerized chopstick that or sticks, I guess it has to be plural, that enhances the salty taste potentially helping those who need to reduce sodium in their diet. So it doesn't actually add salt, but it gives you the taste of salt. It was co-developed at a university by a professor and a beverage maker. The chopsticks enhance tastes using electrical stimulation and a mini computer worn on a wristband. So it's electric chopsticks that require a wristband. Are you in?
3: Well, I mean, I I can't use regular chopsticks. I don't know that I could do that either.
2: (laughs) I'm just not that hungry. That's a lot of apparatus to have to wear just to have a piece of sushi. So I don't know. Anyway, technology, it's fascinating.
3: It really is.
2: All right. We need to take a break. We're at the top of the hour. We've got news and traffic coming up. And when we return, this week's Christian Outlook. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show.
1: Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast.